the first and most important thing when it comes to a vision or a project or anything you want to do in life is not to think about money, but think about people. Always think people because in people lies the resources, the treasures, the talents, the things you need to power that vision. I see the walls before me. I feel the cages forming. Seems like the world is falling, but I keep my head up the ground. I see the world before me. I know what change is coming. I hear the world is calling, so I keep my head up the ground. We break into everything. We break into everything. Hello and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner, where we shift mindsets around various topics such as family, finance, relationships, dreams and visions, and most importantly, opportunities and how to walk into them. We want to annihilate the assumption that we cannot break barriers. Let me tell you this today. There is more on the other side of you breaking that barrier that you would never know unless you do. Hello and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner where we step out on faith and defy the odds. I am your host, Joyce Dongor. Today we have Barrier Breaker of the month of February 2022. Is none other than an amazing friend. I don't even want to go to the details right now, but we'll talk about it. It's my friend all the way in Nigeria, Raphael Steven. I hope I pronounced your name correctly. Please introduce yourselves. Hello, everyone. My name is Raphael Steven. I am the executive director of the Fashion and Made for Excellence Foundation here in Nigeria. I'm also a development consultant and a transformational speaker as well. Thank you. Yeah, I am so excited that you are here. It's been long coming. And when did we even meet again? Was it 2010? Yeah, 29 or 2010 on Facebook. Yeah, On Facebook. We haven't met in person before. And we've been friends since. This is one friendship that I'm grateful for. And looking back to where we started, I know we had all these conversations about our visions and our dreams. And now to see it come to fruition... And see where you are right now. He has this organization called Fame, which he had talked about earlier, Fashion and Made for Excellence, which is an amazing, amazing thing that you're doing. Looking back to where you started, when we were chatting in 29, 2010, was this an idea that you wanted to do? Was this something that you wanted to do? Yeah, it was a blog back there. I didn't know it was going to be more than a blog. It was something I used to encourage young people. I used to write inspirational articles sometimes Christian articles as well, just to encourage people, tell them they're created for excellence and all. So after my university, then I got to discover in the place of prayer that there was more to fame than just a blog. And that's, yeah. that's how it's gotten to this point where we are now. Wow. I see what you're doing and I'm like, we used to talk about something like this. We used to talk about vision and dreams. And now it's like an amazing, amazing thing. And you tell us a lot about what fame is. Okay, yeah. So FAME, like I said, stands for Fashion and Made for Excellence. It's a leadership development initiative in Nigeria. We're based in all your states in Nigeria. And we focus on educating the next generation of leaders in secondary schools, training them about leadership, 
also teaching them some critical life skills that can help them succeed, not just in school, but also in life. So that's basically what we do at Faber. It's been an exciting journey so far. Thank you. And how many leaders have you guys trained? Over the last four years, we'll be five this year. We've reached over 19,000 young people here in Oyo State, Nigeria. And, uh, it's just amazing what we've been able to accomplish with a community of supporters like you. So thank you so much. You've kind of changed their mindset and if you could take 19,000 people. Yeah, the ripple effects. Right. And a lot of them, they will meet you in a training session. They'll be like, oh, I met you here. I saw you here. You came to my school. And some of them are grown right now and in different industries as well. I can imagine what that mindset had been able to transform their lives. It's amazing what you guys are doing. How many people are on the team? Currently, we have about 200 volunteers, including our staffs who work with us. And we also have about over a thousand facilitators that have worked with us. So <laughs> it's incredible because I remember back then, there were just 10 people and mm-hmm. just looking at where the vision has gotten to it. At least every day we get nothing less than 10 to 20 applications, people wanting to volunteer and oh, wow. serve with the organization. So it goes to show that people like what we're doing and they like the impact of the work as well. That's really, really good. And this is just in Oyo State. Yeah, currently we're based in Oyo State. We've had so many calls to bring the program to their state as well, but I've not gotten the green light yet to move. But we're working towards that expanding to other states. 19,000, that's the whole state now, like you have just the whole state. <laughs> that is really good. That is really, really good. How do you get the facilitators? Um, for the facilitators, the way the train model works, we use our most affected by the problem of leadership the African continent to also reach out to the next generation of leaders. It just has this very powerful life and life effect whereby you see a fellow youth like you, someone who's not too far from your age limit, reaching out to you and who is like a template for where you see yourself being in the nearest future. So right. mostly with undergraduate students and graduates and people in the corporate world as well. But we focus mostly on the graduates, yeah, because we trying to inspire and mostly students from unserved communities here in Nigeria. So most of them, they have low levels of aspiration. Mm-hmm. So we help them see people from their backgrounds as well who have made it past those backgrounds and have gone on to do great things with their lives and all. That's how the model works. We call out for applications mm-hmm. for young people and they apply and go through a very rigorous selection process. Do you get facilitators from people that have already been trained in the past years come back and want to be facilitators? Yeah, amazing. Yeah, because we've been looking at our data in the last three years. We've had a lot of recurring facilitators. The only time they don't come back is when maybe they leave the state because the beautiful thing about the same platform also is giving the facilitators an edge in the marketplace as well. Most times, once they volunteer with us for like maybe six months or even before a year, they get job offers mm-hmm. and it takes them out of the state and all because most employees now and employers, they're always looking out for young people who can add values beyond your grades now. They want to see how you're contributing to the society. So if you look at the impact of fame, it's not just impacting the lives of our major target audience, which are secondary school students, but also the lives of the facilitators as well who come to serve. So the ones who are still in town, tend to reapply to mentor the young people. That's really good. 
at Barabix, as I say that, one of the reasons why I share people's stories is because when someone else from another country sees this person's story, they can be like, what this person is doing is amazing. If that person can do it, I can do it too. And what you're doing at same is that when young people see other people break barriers, they're like, I want to be connected to that person because I want to learn how they were able to do it, especially in Africa, that the struggle is real. So it's good what you're doing. Can you tell me one story of somebody whose life has been really transformed by what you guys did? We have so many stories and backstories because it's been four years, like I said. And the beautiful thing about it is most of the first set of beneficiaries from 2017, 2018, 2019, they've been coming back to the foundation to also apply as volunteers and facilitators as well to serve, go back to their schools and pay it forward. And one story that really stands out for me is that of Mida Abigail. I remember we met her in 2017 and this was someone who had no clue of who she was. She had serious identity crisis. She had no vision for her life. She had a lot of questions in her mind. She was clueless about what was next for her. And also she had fears about her background. She was given birth to and where she lives at all and aspirations for the future that were the chances of her rising to fulfill the dreams she has in her heart. And we're so privileged to meet Abigail in 2017. And she benefited from three of our programs from 2017 to 2019. After going through our program, she got admission immediately into the University of Ibadan. And today she's studying pharmacy at the University of Ibadan. And not only that, she has also gone ahead to train 60 more students in our alma mater. She fundraised wow. during the COVID, when the pandemic started, she fundraised for them and went back there to facilitate. It was such an inspiring moment for everyone at their school ends. And the testimonies of children also wow. inspiring. Yeah. So that's one of the stories. There are others as well. So many others. Wow. Congratulations to Leda Abigail. That is an amazing story. So imagine just one person transforming 60 people's lives. Wait, let me take my calculator. And multiply 19,000 by 60 is giving me 1.1 million people. Honestly. If all those 19,000 people were to go out and transform 60 people, so that, that's 1.1 Nigerians that have been transformed. How many people are in Nigeria, by the way? Do you know? We should be about 200 million now. Yeah. That's the unofficial case. We know how to census the recent time ones. That's just a projection right now. 1.1 million is still a very, very good figure. Like, come <laughs> on. All thanks to you who had the dream and the passion to transform other people's lives. And now we're having a lot of people's lives. I mean, you're talking about 19,000 people, but you don't know who all these other people have reached out to that have also been blessed or impacted by what you thought, how many people. I'm getting goosebumps here. This is really, really good. Thank you so much. I am so proud of you. You have no idea. I keep seeing your posts on social media. I like, I know this guy. <laughs> You're far too kind. Yeah, Thank welcome. You. What are some of the challenges you faced? That's a very good question. I remember in the beginning, you know, when we started the journey, it was quite challenging getting people to believe in the vision because um, we live in a world whereby people 
won't support you most times to start seeing the results of what you're doing. So it's a world whereby don't tell me, show me. One of the challenges we faced was financial. Back then, it was quite challenging getting funds. And that's not just a Nigerian thing. It's a challenge in the development space. It's everywhere. Yes. There are limited resources for us to do. But one thing we've been able to do to overcome that challenge is maximize the gifts of people around us. Because I always tell people the first and most important thing when it comes to a vision or a project or anything you want to do in life is not to think about money, but think about people. Always think people because in people lies the resources, the treasures, the talents, the things you need to power that vision. I'm grateful to God that I was able to identify the right people who could help me overcome that very critical challenge. And um, also we had the stakeholders challenge whereby we had to sell our programs to them and the importance of it. Most of them wanted to stand as barriers Mm. to us accomplishing our project. Most of them would say, no, they don't want to want something like maybe material and all like that. And we just had to educate them, enlighten them, reorientate their minds and get them on board. And today they are our biggest cheerleaders. In fact, right now, they're the ones always calling and reminding us, Fame, when are you coming? (laughs) Our children are waiting, come and treat them. It's just amazing when you are able to use empathy in moving on this journey, able to understand where the people who you want to affect their lives like where they're coming from and really understand the problem you're trying to solve. It makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Those are two major challenges we had. I can imagine the staple. I don't know you from anywhere. What are you coming to do in my school? Because everybody's being careful. It's like kids as well. We need to know yeah. what's going on and what is going inside of them and what they're going to achieve at the end of the day. So I can understand. And it's because you've had like testimonies now that a lot of other schools will want to reach out to you. And that's the thing about doing stuff, stepping out on faith. You have to just push through because you know what your vision is. You know what your dream is. And you have to believe in it first for other people to believe in it. So I believe that if you didn't believe in it, no one will want to even partner with you. It's hard at the beginning, but you have to push through. Like you said earlier, Finance is a challenge for anybody that's starting anything. But once you believe that this is something that this community needs, this world needs, just keep pushing forward. Keep putting one foot in front of the other. And you see a lot of people that will come by and want to be a blessing to whatever you're doing. So kudos to you for pushing through. I know how hard it would have been, at least the first year. (laughs) But you came through, you conquered, you conquered. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. What lessons are you learning right now? One of the most important lessons I'm learning right now is the importance of you evolving the changing world, trying to make sure you're always in an adaptation kind of mindset, not trying to stick with how it has always been done, mm-hmm. but trying to see how you can evolve even as Things around you evolves as well. It's so, so important, not just in the development space, but what we do at Fame, but in every area of life as well. Most people just want to stay the way they are and achieve certain results. And it doesn't work that way. At different stages of your journey, different phases 
of anything you're doing. You have to always evolve into becoming the person who is capable to solve certain problems. And that's one of the lessons I'm learning currently. Put your head down and pay attention to what's happening around you. Use that data, use that information. Improve the quality of service that you provide to the people you're called to serve. I think that comes with your desire to learn and grow. Because once anyone had that mindset that I want to continuously grow, I want to continuously be better, that means you need to constantly or consistently learn and be open to making mistakes because some people are afraid of making mistakes. They feel like it has to be perfect throughout, but if you don't make mistakes, how would you learn, right? Evolving, it comes with its own drama as well. But at the end of the day, you're going to be better. You're going to grow. Forget the mistake that you made. Learn from those mistakes and do better. But evolving is really relevant in this day and time. If you don't, you'll be left behind. And I was going to even say that with what you're doing, nowadays, what I've been thinking about, I think recently, how there's a generation that is fading away. And if our generation does not do anything right now, 10 years down the line, 20 years down the line, what those other generations have done would not have been able to achieve it or would not have been able to do anything. So we need to do the work now. Yes, maybe you're not being recognized anywhere. Yes, nobody's calling you. <laughs> yes, you're not, you don't seem to have been achieving anything. But keep going because there'll be a time when someone is going to need you. There's going to be a time when someone is going to want to connect with you. What you are doing right now, very soon they'll be like president of Nigeria. <laughs> this is the person we need. Or get into some way, you know. Of, that, that's a prophetic moment. <laughs> right, right. Oh my God. I'll be attending that <laughs> inauguration. <also>. Inauguration. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what. Wow. But yeah, like they're going to be like, this is the kind of people that we need in our society. And this is the kind of people that we need in our government. Like, how do we change or transform people's lives? And they want to connect with you. But if you had sat down with that idea and say, nobody's going to want me to be in their schools or in their communities. Then 19,000 people's lives are going to be not transformed. They'll probably be doing other things that it's not healthy or it's not helping their community. But now you have a lot of people that have been transformed. Like I said, if one of those 19,000 people are able to transform 60 people's lives, that's 1.1 million people in Nigeria that their lives have been transformed. Can you imagine having 1.1 million votes? I think whatever anyone is doing out there, this is for everyone out there, like, don't feel like no one is noticing me. Like you said, it's not about the money. It's about the people that you're serving. Whose lives are you impacting at the end of the day? Keep going, keep pushing because there's a generation that is moving away, that's fading out, and you are going to be coming up. So just keep rising. Very soon you'll be at that top that you need to be. But keep impacting people's lives. I'm putting together this 28-day thing for Barrier Breakers for February. And one of the things that I jotted down was, what is your why? That's the question you need to ask at the beginning when you are starting anything. But towards the end or as you go through life, yearly, yearly, every six months, ask that question again. What is your why? Have a heart check again because sometimes your why at the beginning is not even your why now. Because some people, maybe it has entered their head so much. It's like, oh my God, I'm making money out of this. Oh my God, I'm getting a lot of people out of this. And now your dream is no longer the dream. You have shifted. Consistently ask yourself, why? Ask yourself again, why am I still doing this? Why am I still pushing? Because if your motive is wrong in the second time you ask yourself why, you need to check yourself again. 
and try to put yourself together and correct what it is that you're doing because very soon you're going to lust. Um, you're going to stop impacting people and you're no longer be relevant and you want to stay relevant continuously. So keep asking yourself why so that you are just reflecting on what you're doing, checking yourself and seeing that your why at the beginning, even if it changed, it changed for the better. Not that your why at the beginning is no longer your why now, that is something negative. So I think that's something that one needs to always think about. Yeah, it's very important. I've come to realize when time I come across all the young people and like they're like, wow, you're so consistent. What keeps you going? And I tell them my why keeps me going because beyond your competence, there's a place of conviction as well. You knowing and always putting that in front of you, why you started in the first place. So even moments when you feel like quitting, when you remember your why, why you're doing this, the picture of what you've seen, the future, what's possible. Yeah. What do you know now that you wish you had known when you were younger? Hmm. One thing I wish I knew is not everybody has the same heart as you. There was a time on my journeys, even before I started fame, anytime I met other people, I always felt they would have the same outlook towards life that I had, that of service, community, looking out for other people, being selfless and all. But one thing I've come to realize is, and I wish I knew earlier, was that the human beings are built differently. We all have our different motives, agendas. Not everybody's like you. So just accept that and no peace. Yeah. So I think that's what I wish I knew much earlier. Just accept your uniqueness and do the good you can do. You'll be fine. And that's absolutely true because even for me, when you start something or when you do something, I think all your family members are the first to like be behind you. Exactly. Yeah. But the thing is, not all of them see the vision or the big picture. Yeah, exactly. Or they don't have that same empathy or thought process that you have for what you want to do. They're thinking something different. And not that they don't like, not that they don't want to support you. They just don't know what to do or how to go about it because it's not in them like it is in you to want to do this. So you might invite some of them to come and be of help and they're like, I don't know what I'm doing here. They can support in one way or the other. Like if you share something, they'll share it, they'll post it. But they might not, you know, if you say, help me with the podcast, they have no idea what it is. It's not even in depth to want to do it. So you don't force them to do something that they don't want to do. Or else you're going to ruin a relationship just because of that. So you have to be careful. If somebody doesn't support you the way you think, not that they don't like you, not that they don't want to work with you or anything, but that desire that you have in you is not the same thing that it's in them. They can True. help in another way or form. Like if you had a big event and you want somebody to come and help you, they can raise or do something, then you can even pick on their brains or ask them what their idea is or what their thought is. That way they might help, but not the way you expect. So don't be expecting a lot. <laughs> You'll yeah. be disappointed. <laughs> True. Yeah. Because also that's where the importance of having a compelling vision comes into play as well. Most times people, even without you, struggle to invite them. Find there's a place of when the fruits of what you're doing is beginning to show, which naturally draws all kinds of people towards the vision and you see those people who when you start in the beginning you're sharing the whole idea with them start telling you I've always believed in you in fact I've always known Barrier Breakers would be the biggest podcast you know <laughs> and right? you just smile and look back and thank God for the journey yeah whether you know it or not one thing they've come to realize about this journey is you're inspiring so many people 
your consistency and the way you keep going it inspires a lot of people to also believe they can do it and not give up on their own respective journeys as well. So that's a very good one, Joe. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I mean, there are some people that they would not support you and they'll have every negative thing to say. We're not talking about those type of people. <laughs> We're talking about the ones that they don't have any negative. They have positive yeah. things to say about you, but then they just don't know how to be of help. They just don't know how to push the vision like you want them to. So just be careful not to ruin relationships just because of that. What advice can you give to someone that feels like, I want to do this, I can't, or I'm tired, this is really hard, or like we talked about, some people just quit because they don't know their why, but if you believe it in the beginning, why do you quit now? What advice have you gotten from such kind of people? If that's a vision that you actually received, not something you saw someone else do it and decided to copy, because that happens a lot now. A lot of people come and say, I have this vision, I have that vision. But if you really get to ask them, you know, like some questions and clarity sets in, they begin to tell you, actually, I saw it somewhere. I saw someone doing it and I liked it. That's why I thought thinking about the face of conviction, not just you have a vision, you need to have that conviction because that's what keeps you going against all odds. You also know that when you encounter challenges of your journey, or when you encounter obstacles, when you feel like quitters, days whereby you don't feel like doing that thing you set out you know, like to do, you should always remember that whatever challenge, whatever barrier, whatever obstacles it faces, that this too shall pass. And also there's a piece of you also being grateful. Gratitude helps a lot as well. Most times we're focusing too much on our problems instead of looking at the blessings the things around us that are working well and yeah. thanking us that using that as a motivation or inspiration to keep moving on. And also it's very important to surround yourself with people who are dreamers, not just dreamers, doers, people who find a community. It could be a small group of people who are committed to what they're doing, maybe in the business world, nonprofit space. Look for some people that can be pillars for you that you can always talk to when you're feeling down, you could be vulnerable with and share, and they could also encourage you. But most importantly, your best friend, the only person who will give up on you or leave you at this journey is God. Yeah. So you need to, you need to always be in constant communication with God and always look to Him for strength. Absolutely. Just keep going. If it's something that you know in your heart that you're called to do, keep going. It might not make sense at best, but as you go on your journey, you see more clarity and you attract more resources you need. Well, if you quit, think for instance, sometimes I look back when I hear the testimonies from parents, parents call me, thank you for the changes, transformation in the lives of the children. And I said from the beginning, what if I quit on this journey, this vision and this dream? Because there were a lot of challenges from the get-go. And I just thank God I was able to be partially deaf because that's something that's helped me as well. You need to learn how to be partially deaf as well, whereby you're selective about the things you hear. But always remember, it's never about you when it comes to your vision. It's never about you. There are a lot of destinies attached to your visions. Think about all the good you could make in the world and change the difference you could make in people's life. And always hold on to the testimonies you get from the life story. Always hold on to it. Just as a way of encouraging you and it keeps you growing. That would be my advice. That is so true because when you talk about hold on to that one encouraging word that comes, sometimes I'll do very records, I'll do a post. I'll do something and someone will just be like, oh my God, I was encouraged by this. And I'm like, that's what keeps me going because sometimes in that moment, I'm like, uh, do I need to continue doing this? I'm tired. 
<laughs> but then just that one encouragement, and like it always comes at a time that I need it. And so that tells me, you know, just keep going. And when you talked about being around the right people, they could be your friends, they could be people that you do not even know on social media. And I was going to say, use your social media for good. Like look at people that are doing some things that you want to do and keep following them. Not that you're copying what they're doing, but see what they're doing, see how you can also do in your own community. Because when you think about it, someone in a different country doing what they do, it might not apply in your own country. So look at what you're doing and see how you can apply your own culture or whatever thing it is that you want to add to whatever you're doing so that it fits the environment that you are in. So don't just go on social media and just be following and following, but make sure that whoever you're following also, you have people that are doing almost something that you're doing and listening to them and how they're achieving it. Sometimes it might take you investing, paying like a $10, $50 into something and just to get knowledge about what it is so that you can do what you have to do and do it properly. So what you said is really, really good about having the right people around you and just putting one foot in front of the other. So important. Yeah. Because in the beginning, it's not easy. But if yeah. you just keep going, I mean, we're talking about this, but when I first met you on social media, on Facebook, it was like, okay, where is this going? But we were just free, just talking about our dreams and our visions. And now we are here today. 19,000 people's lives have been transformed. I am still like, I saw that on social media. I was like, oh my God, this is so good. Really, really good. I mean, she didn't know 19,000 people. He knew just a few, probably 10 people, five people yeah. when you started. But now, five years down the line, you have 19,000 people. He didn't know all of them. And also, all those 19,000 people are not following you on social media. And that shouldn't be your concern. That shouldn't be anybody's problem. Like, oh, I have all these followers, but I don't see them liking my posts or something. That should not be a headache to you. Your main focus should be, what am I doing to impact other people's lives around me? I'm so grateful that you came on here. Actually, I was going to say this quote that I posted the other day. Take a chance on yourself. Life is too short to be playing safe. Had I known it's a song you do not want to sing. And so when you look back, you don't want to reach 70 or even 50 and say, oh my God, I wish I'd done this. I'll be here today. That's a had I known song that you do not want to say. But just keep pushing forward. And one day it will make sense you know it might not make sense to anybody let it make sense to you first it might not make any sense to anybody why is she doing this why is she doing that or why is he going there and everything but now when we look at Raphael like oh my god you've done a lot and that alone it's just amazing I'm so so proud of you I'm so grateful that you went on this journey and a lot of people's lives have changed transformed it's not just 19,000 people. Whatever you're doing, it's not just about you. It's about the people that you're going to impact. And some of those people you are never going to know. He doesn't know these 19,000 people. I mean, he doesn't know all of them. And whoever else's lives they have been able to transform. So well done. Well done. Thank you, you Joyce. <laughs> you're welcome. You're saying you're a development consultant as well. This is part of the fame thing. Over the years, when you've been able to, with the help of God, the people around you sustain the work consistently there have been a lot of people reaching out to me saying how can you help us so it was born out of this journey as you do it you begin to see the outlets which also add value to different audiences that is really good it's a dream that it's spread out of what you are already doing and that's the thing about 
stepping out on faith, just do it. And you realize that so many other business ideas, so many people that you yeah, never even thought true. you'd be connected to would come your way. So it unlocks so many potentials. I tell people most times, even though you feel like you're serving people, then maybe you're not getting something. As you're serving people, you're discovering things about yourself. You're learning, you're growing, you're developing skills, you're making contacts, you're networking, you're, you're adding value. It just depends on the lens in which you look at your service. Because one thing about service, it never depletes you. That's absolutely true. Can you please tell people where they can find you, reach out to you, if there's anything, they can book you, you know. <laughs> okay, yeah. Find me, Raphael Steven, on Instagram. And if you want to find out more about our work, you can visit our website, faithinitiative.org. Same foundation on every social media platform. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you for being here. Thank you for the amazing job that you're doing. Super, super grateful. I'm so proud of you. I didn't even know this to say this. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> thank you so much. I'm also very proud of how far you know Mario has oh. cost. And thank you also for how much you've touched the lives of our beneficiaries. Because it's not just a podcast, it's also a podcast that affects the lives of people all across the world. So thank you for making a difference with, you know, adding value to the lives of so many people beyond the podcast. We appreciate Mario Brickett and you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I mean, it started from what, 2010? I didn't even know I was going to do Biorecords. And I, didn't, <laughs> I, I mean, we didn't talk about fame, but we just knew that we had dreams and visions. And sure. that's one thing about having the right people around you. I'm so grateful and happy that you were able to be here and see your journey. Thank you so much for the opportunity. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Barrier Breakers Corner podcast. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, share with those you think can benefit from this information. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to the Podcast at gmail.com. The Barrier Breakers Corner Podcast is produced by the Podcast Laundry Production Company and executive produced by... Joyce Donkor. The podcast music was written by Chidi Omenihu and produced by Andy Official in Begambia, West Africa. Cause they-